we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, April 17th, 2008. I am Ben Miller, and I'm hanging here with my bitter co-host, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth, who's on the sidebar bringing the Hello. fun. For those who uh, don't know the phone number to call in, it is 1-512-646-1984. If you'd like to instant message us, it's AOL Instant Message, screen name, Animal Farm Show. We've got a ginormous show lined up for you guys tonight. We've got a follow-up about what we were talking about um, on Tuesday with the uh, Bible and its influence on modern-day politics. We've got William Lewis in the second hour to talk about his latest film, his bombshell film, Washington, You're Fired. But first, we're going to get into the crazy news and your phone calls straight ahead. You are on the farm. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Well, by now we're all very familiar with how tasers are subject of much controversy these days, Ben. <laughs> and <laughs> yep, yep. without jumping into a huge taser debate, no, I don't want to do that. Out of Santa Ana, California, a taser may have killed a cat in, a, in the California jail. We've all heard so much about uh, the scandal-plagued Orange County Sheriff's Department. Uh, they're now investigating whether jail staff used a taser stun gun on a cat that was found dead on faculty grounds. Have you by any chance lost your kitty? Oh no, boy. The investigation comes after a scathing criminal grand jury report last week that found deputies at Theo, Theo Lacey Jail, excuse me, sent personal text 
text messages and watch TV while inmates beat a fellow inmate to death. So there was an unfortunate experience there with inmates there. But Sheriff Spokesman John McDonald says a tipster told the department Monday that jail personnel used a taser on the cat. The animal was later found dead on jail grounds between oh, two fences. You know, it's one thing here. It's one thing to taser pissed off college students, but a kitty? Come on. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, never mind the college students, but this is even worse. It had been dead several weeks, Ben, so you can only imagine the great smell coming from that poor kitty. And a necropsy is pending. Uh, they're going to obviously do an autopsy there. McDonald declined to say who reported the allegations, but as always, folks, we want to... say they're obviously going to do an autopsy? Yeah, of course. Well, they got to figure out how this, this poor cat died, and as many of you are used to the animal farm by now, we, we'd like to start off with something a little bit out of the ordinary, because there is so much ridiculously bad news tonight, Ben. I mean, and, uh, you know, we do have an update on the Hope Steffi case. Not so much actually on her case, but some other people have apparently come out and uh, spoke out about the, the sheriff there, the Stark County Sheriff's Office. So we'll play the, the clip, uh, the news clip there, but we'll get off to a couple of things first. Uh, Chertoff now says fingerprints aren't personal data, and this is, again, just one of many stories tonight, Ben. You just got to scratch your head, but they keep feeding us this great information out of Think Progress. Our guest blogger, Peter Swar, is a senior fellow at the Center for American Progress and served as the Clinton administration's chief counselor for privacy. Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff, our beloved Michael Chertoff, yes, has badly stumbled in discussing the Bush administration's push to create their stricter identity systems. Chertoff was recently in Canada discussing, amongst other topics, the so-called Server in the Sky program to share fingerprint databases amongst, amongst the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and Australia. Uh, in a recent briefing with Canadian Press, which has yet to be picked up in the U.S., Chertoff made the startling statement that fingerprints are not particularly private, Ben. This is what he said. Here's the question. The question was this. Some are raising that the privacy aspects of this thing, you know, sharing uh, of that kind of data, very personal data, among our four countries is quite a scary thing. And our beloved Chertoff responded in his incredible use of words. Well, first of all, a fingerprint is hardly personal data because you leave it on glasses and silverware and articles all over the world. They're like footprints. They're not particularly private. This is just, this is great. So our fingerprints are not private data because, you know, everywhere we go, we could leave a trace of them. This is the justification he so uses. We could hook them up to a, so we could hook them up to a biometric database with numbers tracking what they are. Oh, the justification. And, uh, you know, and, and the, like we were saying before the show, Bennett, you got to give this guy credit. you got to give all these guys credit because they how they speak and how they confuse people to think, well, yeah, maybe he's got a good point. You know, they're all over the place. It's incredible. It's amazing. Like, it's like the... Uh, the harpy, you know? Oh, like the, boy. He's, he's the uh, person that plays the harp and, and, and kind of lulls you into sleep and, and gets you going in, in terms of just uh, just being mesmerized by his articulate words and his backwards form yeah. of logic. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, just the, the article pretty much says it in a nutshell that, you know, many of us should rightfully be surprised that our fingerprints are not now considered personal data by the head of the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, the more and more you look at this, uh, and the more you realize it's just the slow, slow implementation of what's going on. And just like in, in the uh, in the movie that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, in Washington, you're fired. Mm-hmm. They, they say, you know, Hitler didn't just declare one day that, hey, you, you know, nobody has any rights anymore. It's It takes time. It takes a lot of time to implement it slowly and surely. So this is what's going on right now. Yeah. We're not making it up. <laughs> yeah. And this is a, a quirky article right here. Switch gears. Uh, this is out of the New York Times. He wrote 200,000 books, but computers did some of the work. Oh, boy. This is about a guy that wrote some. 
wrote two hundred thousand bucks is what he did. Um, and uh, and Pyatt might be interested in this because he's a he's a programmer and, and Pyatt's a web dude. Yes, and but he wrote an algorithm um, that basically searches the entire internet for different keywords about different types of subjects and then compiles them in, grammatically into a into a book. So this guy's ended up publishing two hundred thousand books. Um, and he is he is the, the Guinness World Record holder of that. That is pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive. All because of a computer algorithm. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Python as a guest, Ben. We should have Python as a guest. <laughs> to discuss the technology. Let's discuss the technologies involved. I don't you know. You read 16 books. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it might ruin it for the listeners of Python Talks. Maybe no one's ever heard his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's, all we know, he could yes. have an algorithm, huh? Maybe he doesn't even have a voice. Maybe he doesn't even exist. <laughs> wow, we got to do a show on that. Wow. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the problems that be. <laughs> Pentagon seeks authority to train and equip foreign militaries. So now we're really getting involved. Now, but now we're now the you know the oven's warming up, so to speak. Defense Secretary Robert Gates urged Congress on Tuesday to grant the Pentagon permanent authority to train and equip foreign militaries, a task previously administered by the State Department, and to raise the annual budget for this effort to get this $750 million, which is a 250% increase. Incredible. Yeah, it's all your money. All your money down the drain. Gates said that rapidly building up the armed forces of friendly nations to combat terrorism within their borders was a vital and enduring military requirement, and one that should be managed by the Defense Department. Obviously, that is bananas. I mean, obviously, obviously they're using that money as a as a, precur- a yeah. precursor to, to merging the North American Union mm-hmm. together. Uh, they're using them to to build up foreign armies that are, yeah. you know, during a, when our when our president declares a national emergency, <laughs> have the troops from the other armies come in like they did in Katrina, Mexican troops in uh in Louisiana coming in and and. Doing doing things that way, performing martial law on, on the stupid Americans. You got to cue up that Alex Jones clip where he's he's the spider. He's <laughs> let me get rid of Poppy Kermit. Got it. You got to get rid. It's just too good. Uh, Representative Ike Skelton, excuse me, the Missouri Democrat, who is the Armed Services Committee chairman, voiced apprehension over what appears to be the migration of State Department activities to the Department of Defense. So yes, a lot of this North American Union being talked about. I've even heard chatter recently that they're trying to rename it, I guess maybe because of all the attention. Yeah. Uh, I just love how on SPP.gov's website they have myths versus facts section. It's like, it's not the merger between United States Canada. <laughs> they just try to, you know, dispel the obvious. But it clearly is. It is. Know. I mean, it's, you know, it's been reported yeah, worldwide. President going on Comedy Central. Yeah, that yeah, kind of so ruins it. we're trying to uh, accomplish, mm-hmm. yeah. Just completely, yeah. completely keep the Americans under the veil, right? Yep, yep, yep. Behind the veil. A tiny bit of of good news here, but one of the things about this show, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of annoying because you know you, you break out articles like what we're talking about, and then you take this one little news article, and it's like we take ten steps back, and then we take one step forward. Uh, yeah, Ohio considering allowing concealed weapons on campuses. Um, and this is we didn't talk about this last, last on Tuesday I should say uh-huh. last week but go on Ben yeah yeah and it, it's it's been a year since uh, Virginia Tech massacres and it will be nine years next week since the Columbine shooting some Ohio lawmakers are pushing new plans to allow students to carry concealed weapons at public universities some students are in favor of such a law saying that it might be what it would take to stop the next campus campus gunmen News Channel Five reported would you rather 
Would you rather just sit there cowering at the desk when somebody executes you, or would you rather have a chance to defend your life? And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It really, well, it is. And, and this is interesting, Ben. We could probably do a whole show about this and maybe get uh, Michael Badnarik wow. on, amongst other people now on the on the network, talking about gun, gun laws. I'm not sure if I would. I, see, the thing is, Ben, I like the idea of, of being able to protect yourself, especially on a campus setting, mm-hmm. but I don't trust. 100% of the students with guns. See, that's the thing. I mean, I think if you, even if you're going to talk about this or try to implement it, you got to really talk about training courses. And not everybody wants to, you know, to have a gun on them. Maybe they don't trust themselves. So, well, I mean, I, you, the, the training courses you would take, and uh, from my understanding, you need to go through training courses oh, yeah. in order to get a gun. So, well, for handgun license. <laughs> for see, handgun license. So, CNN did a report on this, and one of the students actually has a carry permit. So that's the other thing too. We're not talking about target permits here. We're talking about carry permits. Yeah. And that's a whole different can of beans when it comes to the license. So mm-hmm. I think this is not exactly practical, but we could talk about it from the standpoint where do you think it should be allowed for someone to carry a gun? Not everybody should have a gun, but let's play this quick report and then we'll talk about it. What will it take to stop the next campus gunman? The answer for a growing number of students is this. Would you rather just sit there and cower at the desk while someone executes you? Or would you rather have a chance to defend your life? That's what it really boils down to. Michael Flickcraft is a student in Ohio. Ohio is one of eight states currently considering legislation to allow guns on college campuses, but supporters know they have an uphill battle. Flickcraft is licensed to carry a concealed weapon on the streets, but can't bring it to school. To me, it makes no sense that I can defend myself legally over there. Oh, crazy audio going on there. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. It has nothing to do with me, folks. Um, So in this report here, Ben, the idea, as another students commented, and most of them were actually against it, three or four were kind of appalled that this was even being considered. That you could bring, you know, that students in a classroom could actually have a gun. But the question I have to ask other people is, you know, we, more and more we're hearing not only about the actual instance of you know guns being brought onto campus and shootings, but just the, every time there's a threat, they have to close down the entire campus. Mm-hmm. So there's really there's, there's several problems that are going on, and we've got to think about solutions. Yeah. And I, again, I'm not sure. And, folks, if you think that uh, you know, everybody should uh, have you know, the ability to have a gun on campus, certainly let us know, 512-646-1984. Uh, I, again, then I'm not sure if I would trust everybody with a gun on a college campus. You've got people who are... You know, and it's just heavily wasted. Well, just think about it. Just think about it from the standpoint where, okay, you know, there's there's a college campus and there's a huge party, and some guy's got a gun. Maybe he doesn't lock it up one night. You know, there's. I think we're asking for more problems, but I do agree that yes, people need to have the right to protect themselves, and maybe it's tasers, Ben. You know, tasers are not necessarily bad just because police misuse and abuse them. Maybe it's tasers. Don't tase me, bro. No, I'm not going to tase you, but, you know, it, it comes down to this non-lethal weapon, which, again, it's not non-lethal. People have died, and some poor guy actually recently just died from a taser, but, you know, maybe that's the answer. But the poor g- kitty, too. Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise I see what's coming. You know, the poor kitty. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the other solution that I see coming is just going to be this martial law, police state-type lockdown. And even in my college in 2002, Ben, it was like, you know, I tried to hang out with my brother one night at my dorm, and they had to sign him in. They had to get, like, social security number. I'm like, guy, this is my yeah. brother. You know, he's sleeping in my dorm room one night. You know, do you want to take his fingerprints, too? And sure enough, wow. yeah, man, it's pretty, pretty fired up. So, you know, I don't know what the solutions are, but definitely uh, let us know what you think here, folks, and uh, what do you think, Ben? What, do you th- what would you do as a college administrator, as a, as a campus advisor or such, like something like that? I don't you know. know. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a private organization like a, a college campus, you do have the right to you know, uh, 
not have guns on your property if you want. Yeah. Um, coming, you know, coming from a freedom perspective, but uh, also, you know, you, your your point is right. You got to watch out with all the drunken craziness going on there. And hey, bro, check out check how big my nine is and yeah. not like that. But, Especially with all the media and the movies and all the glorification yeah, and, the, and the rappers and and the meathead football players and the yeah. rugby players and all that crap going on. It'd probably be a lot less likely to pick on a little guy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But you know, we we know that in towns and cities, uh, we know that the the more stringent or, or the more uh, less the less strict the gun laws are. Uh, the less crime there is. Yeah, well, this one student, I don't actually have his name, i got to look it up, uh, in, in this story before the insane music played there, and that was my fault. Uh, what he was saying was an interesting point was, you know, he's got a carry permit, Ben, so he's saying, why is it completely legal for me to walk the streets with this carry permit, but once I enter college grounds, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a felon, and I could be yeah. tried as that. So it's, a, it's an interesting point. And uh, so then, well, there you go. There's a little food for thought. And, uh, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, we already got some callers calling in. We are going to be pushing a break soon. So much news tonight, Ben. So many things to talk about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the, the movie here, and we have the, the makers of the movie on, just so you can get a chance to yes. check it out. Washington, you're fired. This is the movie. Yes. Um, and we are going to, after this break right here, we're going to be getting into this this preacher um, that just came yes, out. This is this is one of the most uh, incredible incredible clips I've ever seen in my entire life. Much much much. Yeah, we talked about this on Tuesday. We had some people comment about the the, the Bible and its meaning, specifically the Book of Revelations. So we'll have your phone calls when we get back, and much more on the animal farm. Stay tuned, folks. Stick around. Hang out with us. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Coco Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. This is Jack Blood of a syndicated radio talk show, Deadline Live, with a very important public service announcement. Most analysts and pundits agree that a preemptive and possibly a nuclear attack on Iran will take place within the next several weeks. This must be stopped. With a majority of Americans and peoples of the world against another major war, the need for a new 9-11 or a Gulf of Tonkin exists and may be executed by the military-industrial complex. The 9-11 Truth Movement has responded with a direct counter-operation entitled The Week of Truth. The Week of Truth was initiated by the most influential leaders, personalities, researchers, and activists in the 9-11 Truth Movement today. The award-winning actor Daniel Sinjata has accurately described the Week of Truth as a tipping point for the entire Truth Movement. We must alert the public now to the truth of 9-11 and the realities of false flag terrorism or pay the consequences. We must have your help to circumnavigate the mass media blockade for truth and information. Support this unilateral effort. Go to www.weekoftruth.org. That's www.weekoftruth.org right now and get started. Failure is not an option. 
Headline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Great host. Great topics. Free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. Welcome back to the Animal Farm, folks. We have loaded phone lines. Phone number to call in, 512-646-1984. And you can instant message us, AIM, at Animal Farm Show, which is one word. We are not going to have law, law or lie tonight, unfortunately. Charles Ratner will not be in studio because we do have this very big guest. Um, and we talked Tuesday about interesting subject, subject that kind of caused a lot of uh, people to call in and express their opinions. We really appreciated it. Uh, the idea that, you know, about the Bible, the Book of Revelations, and this, not the controversy, but this idea that, you know, should we be kind of laying down and turning the, the other cheek mm-hmm. when it comes to government corruption and, you know, and way more. Because oh, the Bible yeah, is set right about that in the Bible. Right. And, and we're you know, sort of helpless to, to uh, change it because this is God's word. And it's already written. And it's already written. Um, and it's, it's a great controversy. And it, you could probably debate it forever and never really get the final answer. But uh, we did, at least my opinion, Ben, is no, we're going to fight no matter what because I'm not going to just let things happen. Uh, but we have plenty of phone calls. We do have this preacher who is basically telling us that we're free to be slaves and that we should submit this whole thing. But before we get to that, we're going to get right to your phone calls because we have them waiting. So Big Tron in Missouri, you're on the animal farm. Hey, what's up there, farm homies? How's it yeah. going, Big Tron? How are you? Uh, I'm all right, man. Yeah, I, I grew up in Ohio, man. I spent a lot of years back there. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, I, I pressed for it back then. I, you know, I think anywhere in public, you know, you, you know, I mean, private property, of course, people should have the right to tell people no guns. But, I mean, you need them guns. There's some crazy people down there, especially you get down around Ohio State. They got riots and stuff when they win football games. It's buckwalled out of hand. And, uh, I mean... I said just pack a gun anyway, man. As long as you ain't all obvious about it, people ain't even going to know. Well, I mean, you know, I, I agree. I mean, people in class and stuff, you have the right to keep and bear the arm. Right, and, and see the thing is too here, at Bigtron. The, the the controversy really becomes if they're, you know, if again, if I have a carry permit and it's, I, you know, I'm legally allowed to carry a firearm for whatever reason, um, you know, there, if I go onto a college campus, if it is private, then yeah, then all of a sudden that license is no good and it's it's null. And then if I am caught with a gun, I'm all of a sudden I'm a felon and I'm convicted as such. So, you know, there's so many different angles we can attack this from, and then the controversy continues and we can talk about it. But, but I, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, my point of view is. Hopefully, if somebody has a gun, they understand how serious of a, of a weapon is, a serious piece of equipment where, uh, 
you know, you have to you have to keep that in mind. And when you're when you're, I'm sorry, this isn't funny. This stuff going. I'm throwing out. things in the office. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing things in the studio here. So I'm trying to make a point here. I am fired after the show. I'm fired after the show. Okay, so, in Ohio, go on. man, it's pretty easy to get to get like. I mean, if the gun laws are pretty lax there. You don't have to have all kinds of crazy permits just to own one. You know, I mean, you just got to be 21 to have a handgun. So I mean, pretty much concealed carry as long as. It's pretty easy to get, actually, man. I mean, they're they're pretty pro-gun. You know, they love their guns, and they hate the taxes out in Ohio. You know, I spent 28 years there, man, so I know all about it. But they, uh, it's, I think it could go through, man. I really hope it does. Well, let me ask you this, big, big time. Have you have you been to college? I mean, do you do you know the meatheads that hang out at college? <laughs> would you would you trust them to have to be playing with guns and and firearms and liquor? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Man, I mean, I, I guess you know, it's just like anywhere else, man. I mean, I can't see. I, I mean, if you if you got the, I mean, the concealed carry permit, you know, I, I guess maybe I could sort of understand it, man. But I mean, if you it's just like anything else, if you act a fool and you blast somebody. And, uh, you know, you're liable for it, man. You just got to be responsible. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it's no excuse, you know, I mean, but it's better than having some dude like Cho Sung Wee or whatever <laughs> blasting with nobody <laughs> right. using back. Yeah. It's a disaster. You know? I completely yeah. agree, man. Back. Yeah, well, the big the big word you just said there, Victron, thanks for the call. The big word is responsibility, and that's to me that's the main issue here. And let's just talk about college campuses in and of themselves. Uh, I don't think listen, I've been to a college, and I've, you know, plenty of people were dorming there and commuting. I I just don't think that uh, even thirty percent, if not more, uh, of those people were responsible enough in my mind to be carrying it, and they probably wouldn't want to anyway. Anyway, but again, let's just ask the question tonight: uh, Should you be allowed if you have a carry permit to be? able to carry that weapon on on a campus these these shootings have to stop because campuses are supposed to be a place of study this mm -hmm. whole thing and i guess partying uh but they're supposed to be very safe and even with the shootings ben campuses are still amongst the safest places in america yeah. let's just and call we do have that case in alaska where that student did try to uh go go ballistic on the entire yeah. school and the, the teacher pulled out a gun and, and took care of it uh, and stopped it before he was able to kill any more people yeah and the other thing that's kind of hindering the argument at least with guns and firearms in general is just the misconception of firearms in this country and people just you know again they've been pr so brainwashed to thinking that just guns are going to kill people no matter what and it doesn't matter if they're legal or illegal you have UN headquarters out there uh with with guns tied in knots in the front of it saying right. stop violence they're right instantly connecting guns yeah. to violence and uh, it's just it's it's very sad. It's but we're an indoctrinated people. Well, we have to start you know de brainwashing people for lack of a better term. Unlearning and just yeah, unlearning what we've learned and just you know try to inform people that no, well the, the another part of the story is that people who have firearms who are responsible can protect themselves, their neighbors, their family members, and uh, if nothing else, uh, against governments coming in and, and taking their weapons. Katrina was a great that would example. Be great. Yeah, it was. So Brandon in Oklahoma, you're on the farm. What's up? Oh, not much, man. I'm, I've got to honestly say, I wouldn't trust 99% of the people that go to these college campuses with a gun. I agree with you. you know, I mean, it's. I, I just think of. I've always thought of college as like high school, pumped up on steroids, like the jocks are jockier, the sluts are sluttier. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like yeah. the guys that are into like the guns and stuff. Like I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't trust it whatsoever. And. And uh, I've got to say, I mean, you had mentioned, like, Columbine and everything earlier, the school shootings. Um, I don't know. I've always thought this. Like, I feel for those guys, even though they've done something crazy. You know, they went and blown the crap out of a bunch of people or whatever it is. I always wonder, like, man, what led to that? Like, uh, you know, maybe the Columbine kids, for example. 
I know at my school, it was a dumpy little small town school, but man, those jocks, those jerks, those, those, I don't know, the, the elite crowd of people with the rich parents that for some reason were considered better than every other kid because their parents were rich or whatever it was. Yeah. It was just like, man, they tortured the hell out of some of these guys. And it's like, yeah. you wonder why the school shooting happens, you know? And, uh, well, listen, Brandon, I mean, have you ever seen Bolden for Columbine? If, you, if you've ever seen that, Michael Moore interviews uh, um, Marilyn Manson and asks him the question because Marilyn Manson was a big focal point um, during the Columbine shootings because they listened to his music and they played these evil video games, Doom and whatnot. Um, and the question yeah. was asked to Marilyn Manson, what would you have done for these kids if they, if they had talked to you? And he said, I would have listened. And that's what nobody else did. Nobody listened to these kids. So a lot of this, a lot of this energy, this negative energy, they have is is so pent up inside of them that they, I guess they just feel they need to to take it out in, in gunfire. Yeah, really. I mean, it's like it's kind of you know what's yeah. the alternative? I'm I'm skinny and I'm nerdy, and you take steroids because a PE teacher, or the coach, you know, wants you to get that stupid scholarship and you know make a little bit more money. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, little skinny nerd, you're going to get the crap beat out of you. You're going to feel like crap for the rest of your life until you finally are able to deal with it in some way. And for a lot of them. You know, like, you just don't realize when you're in, a, like, say, high school, you don't realize that life is actually going to not suck as bad once you get out of there, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you're you're going to get out, but, yeah, I, I feel for them, but, it's like, you know, back to the main point, I wouldn't trust any of the, uh, well, I wouldn't trust most of the people with guns at a college, because I know if I was able to carry a weapon to a college campus, the kind of people that I see on a college campus, I would want my weapon to be some sort of nuclear bomb to just completely <laughs> annihilate most of those people, because... It's just like complete craziness as far as I'm concerned on a college campus. You've got like that small percentage of people that legitimately want to be there and deserve to be there. And then the rest of it is just, uh, I guess, party central, you know. Hey, let's get wasted. Let's play with our guns. And uh, let's do some Russian roulette on, you know. I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's, let's start shooting up uh, you know, the campus tonight, I guess. Well, I mean, look, it, it, that's what it wow. is. And, and again, the issue here is not, you know, not that they're going to arm the entire campus, but the, you know, the issue that came up, at least in that CNN piece, Ben, and other uh, out news outlets, is yeah, I mean, they're really starting to consider allowing the guns on the campus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, the, the controversy starts there, and then you can really I take it. I think it's uh, a better idea than not. Well, I just think that we have to start recognizing that we have our Second Amendment. I mean, I know people are so brainwashed, Ben, in thinking that, oh, no, we can't have more guns. We need maybe to have just, less maybe guns. Just teachers. Right. Maybe just teachers. All right, folks, Animal Farm Show, plenty more of your phone calls. Dale in Texas, Dion in Chicago. When we get back, stay tuned, and we'll have this crazy uh, preacher when we get back, too, as well. Animal Farm Show. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. 
gunpartsguyl.com. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at gunpartsguy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. If your body isn't feeling too well these days, you're going to start taking this hemp, I say. Go to HempUSA.org. You may not like what I'm about to say, but you know I'm going to say it anyway. The government doesn't want the best for you. They keep you down. They keep you blue. They starve your body for all its nutrients. They won't let you grow industrial hemp. It really doesn't make any kind of sense when it's so healthy for the world and useful for you, my friends. I hope Mr. Bush will hear this song, for the heart of America wants this one. Go to HempUSA.org. If you're a truther, an anarchist, or renegade, you only want things that God has made. Go to HempUSA.org. We offer free shipping anywhere in the States. Go to HempUSA.org. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. The Alex Jones Show. Broadcast live from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, right here on We The People Radio Network. Website is animalfarmshow.com, ladies and gentlemen. We want to go there, sign up for the forums, become one with the farm. The yes, number to call yeah. in 512-646-1984. Hang on the line, guys that are um, that are there on hold. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls momentarily. But I have this clip right here, um, and it's uh, it's entitled "The New American Theology of Civil Submission." Get ready, folks. For this. <laughs> this is a this is a doozy. It is a, uh, a pastor, and he's preaching to his. Um, well, I'll just I'll just let you might want to sit down for this. Yeah, one. here you go. Dealing with other Christians who have conscience hang-ups with things that really aren't important, but they're hung up over it. I'm free to give up some of my freedom. You know what? The Lord God has declared you to be free. You're free from the guilt of your sin, and you've been set free from its power as well. But you know what? Sometimes Christians, just like people in the rest of America, are much more into my rights than into the responsibilities that go with those rights. The Lord has a different way of looking at it. He says you're free. He has declared you to be free, but free to serve other people, free even to yield some of that freedom. In the name of our Lord Jesus. I come to you today, my dear friends. Let's have a little civics lesson. 
There's all this talk about rights, but unfortunately what is missing in this discussion is I fear we are never going to have a twin document to go along with the Bill of Rights. God says, I have set you free, but sometimes it's appropriate for you to give up some of that freedom. So I'm free, but the Bible says I'm free to make myself a sacrifice. Paul said it in the bluntest words, I'm free to make myself a slave so that I might by all means win some. I will do whatever it takes to change myself and my style of communication. We're free from the terror of our mortality. The early Christians were starting to get the reputation of being bad citizens. It's one thing to refuse to offer a sacrifice at a heathen altar, but the Christians were refusing to pay taxes and refusing to serve in the armed forces. God forbid. They were so publicly bad-mouthing the emperor that they were being perceived as being socially dangerous. And God wanted them to have nothing to do with that kind of attitude. I want you to be the best citizens. When you say, it's my faith that drives me to do this for you, you'll make me look good. All right, enough of this, dude. Well, now this guy, this guy, I, I just love when these preachers get up there and they, they they start talking like like this is what God says, like I'm like God speaking through me. It really like, seems as though he's saying he's implying with this is that we should not you know ever resist against government or tyranny. Exactly, that's what I'm getting from it. I could have and 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 later on in this clip, if you watch the whole clip, just Google this: New American Theology of Civil Submission, and you'll see this. Watch this entire clip. He says in there. No. That governments are endowed by God, regardless of, of, of what happens. Even evil governments are endowed by God because they give some small semblance of order, is what he's saying. So that what? obviously means Hitler is uh, endowed by God, and, and Mao Zedong, when he starved 80 million of his people, were, uh, was endowed by God, and, and you know all the, all the uh, child-molesting, disgusting yeah. uh, people that run governments are endowed by God. Well, Mike, I'd love to just interview this guy and really just ask him, you know, do you believe that we should lay down our arms and just give up and, and you know, surrender. You know, I, I'm not sure that this preacher is working for the New World Order or the government. I'm not going to jump to that conclusion, but it begs the question, you know, what is the real motivation here? Is it just based on the Bible and what's written uh, in, in the Bible, or is it, you know, is there something else? But, uh, it's called divine intervention. That's right. So we're back to your phone calls here. Dale in Texas, you're on the Animal Farm. What's on your mind? Yes, uh... I feel that anyone on campus who has taken the course, shelled out the big bucks, uh, should, if they have a carry license, why shouldn't they be allowed? Because the carry license was in, uh, started and pushed for down here in Texas by a lady in a Luby's cafeteria who had to leave her firearm outside while uh, she dined. And this guy comes in and starts shooting the place up. And if she would have had her firearm, the casualty list would have only been one, two people before you start counting him. And if I, I personally uh, I agree had with a you. store, excuse me? 
I, I'm sorry, Dale, I didn't interrupt you. I agree with what you're saying. I believe that if you are licensed to carry a firearm, uh, then you should be able to carry it pretty much no matter where. I mean, you've done, you've, like I said, you've taken the course, you have the responsibility. Um, and there's more than just the reason of self-protection. It's more than that. I mean, again, some people get carry permits, uh, and it's almost impossible to get them here in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Uh, it's almost impossible unless you are a merchant, a diamond merchant, that type of thing, because of the obvious money that you carry with you. But go on. Well, anyway, uh, if I personally had a store, I would call it Concealed Carry Welcome and offer 10% off if you show your license and your firearm and then put up a little sign saying, if you want to rob this store, know who's behind you. I like it, Dale. No, I, oh, that's, a, that's a good idea. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. We should do it nationwide. If you, if you open up the Program. store, Dale, we're, we're going we're gonna to have you on the show. If you open up that store... And uh, definitely have to carry, carry the commercial. Anything else in Can your I mind? Make one comment. Otherwise? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the people who feel that we should lay down our lives and become slaves ought to read the Prodigal Son again, because the father of the Prodigal Son, who came back and said he wanted to be a slave in the household just because he squandered everything and didn't have the self-discipline to move ahead, the father said, "No way, Jose." and concocted this feast and everything else in a big clothes so he could ship that son off quietly in front of his two brothers, and they wouldn't badmouth him for the rest of his life if they ever saw him again. And in Daniel, we read uh, where Daniel says, if you don't have a sword, sell your clothes and buy a sword. All right. Well, there you go. Dale, thanks for the call. Uh, the prodigal son, that's interesting. That's a good um, that's kind of a rebuttal to the... To the other part of the argument, they're saying we should lay down. So I, no matter what, Ben. I mean, and I, maybe I'll have to answer for it when I when I pass on. But I'm never going to just lay down uh, purposely because of any reason for that matter. I mean, yeah. you know, I think we have a right and a duty, if nothing else, to protect ourselves, our families, our friends, our country, especially our country. So uh, you know, and the debate goes on. So and we really appreciate your participation. But Dion in Chicago, you are up next on the Animal Farm. What? Dion, yes, it's you, sir. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I was uh, going to be up after an ant break or something. I didn't know it was right now. Hello? Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to say uh, that preacher's definitely got his head up the wrong end. You know, it looks mm -hmm. like uh, the cheese has fallen off of his cracker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, yeah, that guy, that preacher, what he's saying is absolutely blasphemous, and I'm hoping uh, lightning bolts come down and strike him down because, uh, you know, <laughs> Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would not have us accept unacceptable things like that. I well, Dion, the, the question I have, yeah, the question I have here, I mean, I think that thing that's even worse to me than the idea that this guy's on TV, Ben, and he's actually preaching this is, how many people, and, I, and this is a rhetorical question, I don't know the answer, I don't know if we could find out, but how many people listen to this guy and, you know, are swayed by this man and actually believe what he's saying and follow probably, this? Probably not all too many. Pat Robertson gets about a million uh, viewers a day, I've looked it up. A lot it's of about people, a, Ben. Got about a million, but that's Pat Robertson. This guy's kind of a nobody. I don't even know. I don't even know what his name is. But you know, you do have you have do have the camera panning to people in the audience, and they're and they're just kind of looking at him and they're nodding his head uh, as he's as he's saying these disgusting. Could you imagine what I would do if they panned to me? I'd have like the big the, my, the bird up. I'd have him like I'd moon the guy. Like I'd get kicked <laughs> off that set real quick. Sorry, D. I know we're ranting Start here. Throwing bottles of whiskey. This is it. Dion, what else is on your mind? Well, there's a couple of things, but I just wanted to say, and you know, you know, while we're still talking about this preacher here, you know, if there are people out there who truly 
honestly follow their Lord and Saviour, you know, through honest, earnest and sincere prayer, when these uh, these chuckleheads start talking this blasphemy like that, you know, they're not going to be, uh, be hoodwinked by that. But as for the right to carry, um, you shouldn't have to have a permit to carry a personal self-defense firearm, you know, because you're turning a right into a privilege by accepting a license. And yes, I do have a carry permit because, you know, that's, you know, I feel I need to be able to protect myself and, you know, that's not a fight that I can take on right now, you know, to, to restore the lost national right to carry a personal handgun either concealed or open carry, which is your, whichever is one's personal preference without a license in all 50 states. That's how it should be. And the permit I do have is, uh, with Utah because, uh, in Utah, that's probably one of the most, the least restrictive of states of where you can carry your handgun. You can carry on college campuses that are owned by the state with, and, um, you can open carry, you know, with two actions from loaded without a permit in Utah. And I'm hoping to move out there real shortly because, uh, I've pretty much given up on the, uh, socialist dictatorship of Illinois. I don't think we'll ever have a, a chance in hell of, uh, changing things here in Illinois. And I've been wanting to move out west for quite a while now. And I'm going to be heading to Provo, Utah where yeah, a lot more common sense is exercised out there. I think, yeah, no, uh, Dan, Dan, I, I hold, hold you over for one second, Dan. We're up against a break. I'm going to hold you over. I want to okay. get some, uh, some more of your opinion there. Great stuff. Folks, Animal Farm Show, when we get back, more of your phone calls. And we do have an update on the Hope Steffi case. So stay tuned. You'll listen to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Now, why doesn't somebody pull off 45 and bang, settle it? Hi, neighbor. We all know that knowledge is power. We've tried to give you knowledge to help you prepare for rough times. There's the worldwide famine and our country's dependence on often dangerous food imports. You know about genetically poisoned food. Two-thirds of the food is disappearing with the bees along with huge crop failures from all-time record water shortages. You know they're turning food into fuel with corn ethanol plants. If we do not control our food, food will be used to control us. Food control has been the plan historically in every enslaved population and is the plan for America. The only value of the knowledge you have to take control of your food is if you choose to get a supply while you still have the freedom to choose. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. Call 800-409-5633. This is Jack Blood of the syndicated radio talk show Deadline Live with a very important public service announcement. Most analysts and pundits agree that a preemptive and possibly a nuclear attack on Iran will take place within the next several weeks. This must be stopped. With a majority of Americans and peoples of the world against another major war, the need for a new 9-11 or a Gulf of Tonkin exists and may be executed by the military-industrial complex. The 9-11 Truth Movement has responded with a direct counter-operation entitled The Week of Truth. The Week of Truth was initiated by the most influential leaders, personalities, researchers, and activists in the 9-11 Truth Movement today. The award-winning actor Daniel Sinjata has accurately described the Week of Truth as a tipping point for the entire Truth Movement. We must alert the public now to the truth of 9-11 and the realities of false flag terrorism or pay the consequences. We must have your help to circumnavigate the mass media blockade for truth and information. Support this unilateral effort. Go to www.weekoftruth.org. That's www.weekoftruth.org right now and get started. Failure is not an option. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts. 
Survivalist. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100. Not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks, or a military fuel can for only $16. And a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36. Or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. News. Politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Yes, sir. Welcome back. 512-646-1984. We appreciate all the phone calls and all the contact. Dion from Chicago, you're on with us. Um, Dion, continue your points. Yeah, I just want to say as for uh, Cary and college campuses, uh, yeah, there shouldn't be any restriction on the right of a student to uh, protect himself. And uh, I don't think there would be a bloodbath with a some of the twits walking around uh, college and being there for the wrong reasons, you know. No, we're not laughing at you, dear. We love the accent and the vocabulary. We don't often get it. It's it's very nice. Yes. Uh, no worries. I like hearing Bart laugh in the background there, too. <laughs> 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 um, uh, there definitely should be no restriction on that, you know, because when these... There's a, there's a pattern. There's a pattern that's kind of been pretty much consistent with all of the school shootings that happen. Is because these kids have been uh, packed, you know, with all these stupid, you know, psychotic, you know, psychotropic drugs and Paxil and Zoloft and all that stuff. You know, that's why these yes. shootings have been happening. You know, because they're trying to they're trying to stuff our kids full of poisons and these drugs to dumb society down. You know, because they want to kill us, man. It's that's the bottom line. The new world order. Is out to get us. They're out to destroy families. They're out to twist our minds and, and just annihilate us. That's the bottom line, you know. Dion, if everybody thought like you in this country, we would not be in the situation we're in. Thank you so much for the call. And if you wouldn't mind emailing us, uh, you have you have a you just have a, a great talent with words. Or Dion, maybe you could do some voiceovers for us. Animal Farm Show. Or you could in, uh, info at Animal Farm Show. Email us there, and, and thanks for the call. But yeah, I mean, look, Ben, I mean, it's it's just nice to really hear from people who. Just have a very good idea of what's going on and a good grasp on yeah. reality. Um, you know, I mean, I, they want to come in here and they want to kill us. But to, to his point that he's talking about, you know, where and I agree, Dean, they just ultimately want chaos. You know, they ultimately yeah, that's want what it is. order out of chaos, polarization, and chaos. Yes. So when we're fighting each other and we're wondering about all these crazy issues and what should we do and how many laws should be passed, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, then then that's when they could step in and say. Listen to me. I'm mm-hmm. the good guy. I'll make the rules. I'll make the laws. I know what I'm doing. Just I'm shut up and listen. Well, that's why. Well, that's why problem, reaction, solution is so 
important, and that's why it's so uh, it's important to understand what it is. That's Break why it's, it down, though. Break it down for people. Well, the idea, you know, if you can Dude, create, listeners. if you will, if you can create a problem, it's the Hegelian principle. If you can, you know, uh, if you can create a problem and then come up with your own solution for it, uh, then you can manipulate the public in any way. And of course, you, it, whether 9/11 is uh, government op or not, it's it's a good example. There is this act of terrorism on New York and uh, American soil. It gets an amazing reaction. The reaction is this, fear, you know, this chaos, this fear, this anger, and therefore the you know, the synthesis or the solution can be whatever you want. It could have been actual freedom. It could have been secure the borders. It could have been pro-America, back to the Constitution, Bill of Rights. But no, it was just something completely different. And now our rights are being totally torn up. And that's why it's such a great night to have this, uh, you know, this movie on tonight in Washington. You're fired. Yeah. That's exactly what it talks about, and it goes through it step by step. But uh, great calls, and uh, we're going to continue on. Air. See that evil will always triumph. He's <laughs> <is> dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Eric in California, you're on the Animal Farm. Go ahead. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Eric. How are you? Oh, great. Yeah, I love our brothers with the uh, Australian accent there. They're fun people. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's just it's just naturally funny. I always say people with Australian accents have have the funny DNA decode encoded into their just a way with body. words too. Just a great way with words. Oh, I know. Yes. And it, it, it just rolls off the tongue for them, and they just they they see us laughing. Hysterically, when they talk, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so natural. Right? Was, I felt bad. I thought maybe he thought we were laughing at him, but we were not. You know, we were just, know, just lo loving the presentation. You know. But hey, uh, the reason I called is uh, <clears throat> I, I just got on your show or started listening to your show, and you were talking about that uh, that pastor, um, the, the free to be a slave pastor. Yeah. Right. Yes. Free man. And uh, earlier, I called a. Uh, a nationwide Christian um, talk show that I, I you know, I, I at one point I had a lot of respect for this guy because he was very uh, kind of reminiscent of the old style preachers, you know, kind of fire and brimstone, and he actually talks about the NAU and New World Order and some pretty serious things. So a while back I talked to him about the the FEMA pastor report on Infowars and sent his producers a link to the story and. They poo-pooed it, and I called him back to follow up, see if he'd got an email, and and he basically deep shrugged me off as a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. And then I sent off this new one, which is even better, and uh, more to the point. And uh, and I called his show, and we had a rather he was actually pretty civil, and he let me talk a lot. And, um, but he was, and I and I plugged the video in full in name. Um, to his viewers twice so that they could pull it up. And uh, he was basically saying, so, so yeah, I mean, if this is true, uh, what are you going to do about it? I think, you, you know, looking back, he was probably kind of trying to bait me. Um, and I, I didn't fall for the bait. Right. I basically, I, I basically said, you know, I'm going to tell everybody I can about it. I'm, I just told your listenership about it, you know. And uh, just get the information out there so that they're maybe a little bit reluctant to pull this off. And then he started going on about the CIA and how powerful they are and how futile it is to resist. And, um, you know, they're basically going to just steamroll over us. And I said, yeah, there's probably a lot of people in 1775 saying that when we were up against the British monarchy, you know. And, uh, yeah, he was like, well, this is in 1776 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Do, you think he was, do you think he was somewhat of an agent, Eric? Is that what you're implying? or? Well, based on his reluctance to 
rationally talk about it the last time I called in about it? Uh, possibly. I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. Um, right. You know, I'm, I agree. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a firm believer in Christ, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I respect other people's, you know, desire not to uh, believe the way I do. But you know, that's the way I am, and that's the way I live my life. And uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't like what I see in the Christian church. And I've actually left a big mega church because they were doing, uh, you know, these uh, these lists, enrollment lists, um, of the flock. And right. Well, yeah, Eric, it's, it seems to me, Eric, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, it just seems like so many of of the things that we do in this country are just being manipulated. Not just the media, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we have religion and we try to practice our religion, go to church. But the more you look at some of these pastors, especially the ones that are on TV um, and the ones that are, you know have the cult followings, it seems like some of them have already, you know, I guess they've drinking the Kool-Aid bin, for lack of a better phrase. And maybe they either believe what they're saying or maybe they're getting paid off. Who knows? But either way, the system is, be, you know, is becoming more corrupted. But we do know that there are 23,000 preachers out there that are on the payroll. Well, that's exactly, payroll well, that's that's exactly it. That. And that's, that's a scary, <laughs> scary thought. Right, I know it pits people off on. I know it angers people to, to even think about this, that, oh, you know, well, my pastor could never be corrupted or, or you know, swayed from uh, thinking politically about things. But look, folks, it's happening. I mean, you know, just, just the idea that they're using Romans 13 or they're, they're wanting the clergy to use Romans 13 in a crisis type event. It just makes you. It just makes me scratch my head and shake. I don't know what else I could do, uh, and I can't. What in God's name yeah. is going on here? Right, Eric. Anything else in your mind before we move on? Well, um, actually, yes. Uh, this is kind of totally off subject, but uh, on Mark Cornkey's show, I got onto his show late, and he mentioned, uh, I think, the first tower that fell and had the big radio or TV broadcast antenna on top of it. Right. And uh, he said, "Well, you know, basically, that we sat there and watched that thing fall, and then." Lo and behold, the transmission was uninterrupted. You know, and I was just wondering if you guys knew whose antenna that was. I mean, what channel, ABC, CBS, whatever. Like I said, that's I got a good, the, Yeah, that's a good question, right. Eric. I never actually, in other words, what, you know, what was broadcasting from the World Trade Center that day? What? That's a good question. I have, I have uh, heard uh, minor things about that. Um, that uh, I think there were some major stations going that, that were broadcasting that. Um, but uh, as far as I understand, there are contingency plans and there are uh, satellite stations that you can reroute your broadcast to. It's such an event. Yeah, that yeah such an event occurs in terms of weather and stuff like that. Um, but may- maybe not. Somebody else has a different answer. Feel free to call in, 512-646-1984. All right, we also have a beloved guest joining us now. And uh, cue some applause here. We have the, the wonderful Jeffrey... From Kentucky, Jeffrey on the air. Sergeant. Sergeant, can you hear us? Jeffrey, hello? Jeffrey, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Sergeant, how are you, sir? Pretty good. I'm not a sergeant anymore, so don't worry about that part. But um. Oh, okay. All right, well. One of the things that, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a going joke around here. But um, one of the things that I, uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe in this, um, right to keep them bare arms but one of the things that i i like to uh, mention is uh don't rely solely on a piece of machinery that can malfunction when needed and what i mean by that is if we taught our children properly how to defend themselves i mean by hands if necessary like if i was in a store and or in a school building i go to college if something like bt would happen to me on campus that poor 
SOB would have never made it down to the next room, and I wouldn't even need a handgun on me. And that's I like the it. whole purpose. That's the whole purpose behind this idea of learning not only the art of self-defense by hand gives you the discipline to use that machinery properly when time comes. Right. No, Jeffrey, let's, yeah, I, I, it's a great point. Let's stop talking about, uh, you know, all this gun stuff. Let's just talk about how to defend yourself and start doing that from age one. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. We'll hold you over, Jeffrey. we got a break coming up, obviously. But, folks, yes, get back some more of your phone calls. And then we will be joined by William Lewis, the writer-producer of Washington, Your Fire, the amazing new documentary. So stay tuned. Plenty more to come on the farm. You guys having a killer time? Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. everybody you're back on the animal farm joining us we will be joined shortly by william lewis the writer producer for washington your five but first we want to finish up with some phone calls here we have the legendary jeffrey humphrey so jeffrey finish up on uh, your point there we were just talking about before the break one of the things that will make a man's blood run cold in combat is when you hear the order given to fix bayonet and when you hear that that is the signal should I say, to let you know that you're about to meet the enemy face-to-face, and you better know how and properly how to defend yourself because it's gone beyond the point of, you know, military might over engagement. It's gone to the point where it's your strength and your ability against another person. And the whole aspect of that, what I was saying is uh, when you're taught properly how to defend yourself and what, Strength really is, and I, I, you know, I I wholeheartedly believe that there's a Lord above us and the whole nine yards, but the whole point behind strength comes from within. And if you're taught properly how to tap into that and control that and learn from a very early age on how to use that and the responsibility how to use that, the next extension of your body should be a weapon. 
I couldn't agree more, Jeffrey. I, I completely agree with you. We're, it is, just people in this country in general. I mean, not not to go to the Fight Club movie as an example, but I mean, look, it does make a good point. How many people would resist a fight if you tried to pick one with them? We're all so, you know, and again, complacency is the other word that I wanted to use that we're just all so complacent. But no, I think it's a good idea. Let's, you know, find out more about our bodies and how to defend our bodies. That's a good. That's a good point. The, um, this thing about this preacher, though, I want to get into that real quick. Is um, I heard on Alex Jones today. That's probably where you picked up on this uh, um, article with this um, crazy preacher preaching what he is. Right. This, yes. uh, this clergy response team is also being funded by InfraGuard, and if you know what InfraGuard is, uh, I guarantee you guys already are, I've already gone over that to the FBI, guaranteeing uh, martial law powers to high up CEOs. Well, they've also issued the same powers to these twenty-three thousand preachers to use deadly force in a martial law situation. What? And a lot of, yes, this was probably, it was uh, uh, issued on Info or Info Wars today on Dallas Jones' program when he went into this whole uh, clergy response team. And right, the Infragard yeah, right. issued Roger Infragard has issued the. Um, Authority to these high-ranking CEOs to use deadly force in time of martial law, and these twenty-three thousand preachers are also on that list. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no actually, you were just saying that, and you're just saying that same thing that yes, these preachers are on this massive list. Yeah, it's true. It's sad, but and, true. Uh, and the hazard is, is we've been funding this for a couple of years now. We really didn't know about it. Alex Jones also went into the whole aspect that this uh, faith-based initiative was specifically picking out these preachers who are getting behind the FEMA clergy response team and dumping money into them. So if you figure out who who the faith-based initiatives were going to, then you know who these 23,000 preachers are. Right. Now, Jeffrey, it's uh, it's a good point. It's sad, it's sad to think about it. shot. Yeah, really. It's sad to think about it. Thanks for the call. We have one more quick call. Connie in North Carolina, you got a minute and a half, and then we got to go to break. What's up? Uh, you want to catch me guys for the break? Uh, we're actually going to have another guest on after. Uh, if you want to hang on the line, uh, what's on your mind? We'll give you give you a little while. I was going to tell you guys, you're, you're from another generation. To the 50s, I went to school with John Dean and Barry Goldwater. I was their roommate. And it was, you know, it was a military prep school in Virginia. And everybody had to lug an M1 around all day long. Wow. The, uh, yeah, that was standard. But you slept with it and all that. But one of the classic stories was the uh, they they brought these guys were your ROTC commanders or instructors and they were there full time. They had this guy from Korea, an old master sergeant, and one day on the parade ground, which is part with football field too, he was gonna show us the fine art uh, the whole whole student body or the whole corps, the fine art of launching a grenade launcher from an N M one. And he said, I'm gonna ricochet it off the ground so it won't hurt anybody or out a hundred yards. Well, he shot the sucker and it ricocheted and hit the little wooden press box and it blew it up and the, and the uh, wooden stand collapsed. He turned around and he said, gentlemen, you just witnessed an attack on a Korean, North Korean whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Interesting. But the point is, what I'm trying to tell you in the 50s, and, you know, it was Nothing unusual. In high school, at the time, had ROT classes, and students had rifle clubs and all that. And kids were, tough, you know, trucking their little twenty twos around or whatever. So, um, but in this day and time, I don't know. 
But I, I just want you to know that uh, there weren't anybody getting uh, there were not large numbers of people getting wiped out on campuses at that time. Different generation, different age. You can imagine what would happen if you had to load up a college campus with armed weapons now. So, might that's a good point. It's a good point. But I don't want to take up your time. But I just wanted to let you know that uh, as generations pass, and somebody's always going to find a way to have a, a weapon to defend themselves. So, you know, by the way, the crazy preacher about arming himself, somebody ought to whack him in the side of the head about the scripture. I believe it says in there where Jesus and Peter were having an argument. He told him to arm himself with a knife. He had to do a little leg work to go somewhere, and uh, he did cut off the uh, ear of, uh, I believe it was one of the Jewish guards. But, uh, you know, uh, and these guys are sick, man. They're a really sick puppy. Just ignore them. Right. Put them in the butt and move on. They're whips. Yeah. So you know the story out there. It's just part of the propaganda. Listen, yeah, you know, it's... I want to listen yes. to you guys, and uh, so you guys keep hanging in there, but it's another generation. So uh, yeah. uh, when you slept with your M1, it, it did get your attention. It was 24-7. So right. those were the old days, and... Uh, Back to the future, too. <laughs> yeah, no, Connie, I think I think you make a great point. I mean, listen, so much difference between, uh, you know, back in a certain day, the 50s, 60s, and then today. People think different kids are completely different, and, and a lot of things are viewed in a different way. So, you know, uh, we appreciate your phone calls, folks, and I'm glad that it kind of this you. whole gun issue struck a chord because we didn't talk about it on Tuesday. But I uh, want to keep moving on here. We have William Lewis coming up after this next break. Uh, we'll write a producer for Washington Your Fire, so stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to affect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official news. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining the cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. Reason 9/11 plain sight, um, and 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 many other projects. I'm sure he's worked on. William, how are you tonight? Hey Ben, doing just fine. How's it going, William? William, great, great film. Um, I watched it the other night. Tony watched it last night. Um, and I, I got to say, it was so powerful. It was up there. It was up there with uh, Freedom to Fashion. Absolutely, absolutely, very well done. Well, thank you. I, I mean, that was uh, kind of the intention. I. Um, didn't really incorporate those type of emotional elements into uh, some of the other documentaries, but we definitely went for it in this one because, you know, it's really uh, it's the last resort. You know, it's our our last attempt here before this next election to be able to motivate people to go do something. So well, we let me just to, go ahead. Yeah, no, we just we you know we wanted it to be powerful, like you said. And I'm glad you agree. Um, that was that was the intention. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's powerful, and I know Ben does, and I'm sure plenty of people who have seen it have. But the question I have is, is exactly that. I mean, what response have you been getting on this film? Has it been an overwhelming, and, and specifically, and the question is, people who normally wouldn't have looked into these things, like the Patriot Act and just, just general loss of freedom in general, um, what kind of reaction are you getting from those people? Well, we get that with the release of any one of these documentaries, you know, people finding out this information for the first time. And um, I think a lot of people out there are probably familiar with uh, the content that's in the documentary um, or, you know, pieces of it, but probably what they haven't seen is all of it laid out linearly on a timeline and, you know, how each one of these bills affects your civil liberties and how those build upon each other until we reach the end where we look at a list of our civil liberties that we have left. <laughs> We're missing a few. <laughs> Quite a few. Now, William, what 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 made you choose to, to focus on civil liberties uh, rather than uh, another subject? I mean, do you think that this is the most important subject at this moment in time? Oh, absolutely. I've uh, I've felt that way for many years. Um, you know, this is certainly uh, you know a culmination of, of many different things. Uh, we don't talk about nine one one in this one necessarily. Obviously, we have to refer to it because it's included. It's just, uh, you know, part of history. But, um, uh, you know, beyond treason covered, like, depleted uranium and uh, things that you might consider more conspiratorial. Um, this one is just matter of fact. You know, uh, <laughs> once you start delving into how you're actually affected by these bills using their definitions, using, uh, you know, their own words, you begin to realize that we've been duped. You know, the American people... Uh, have been fed a bunch of lies over the past seven years, and it's time to get this message out that, um, you know, we've got to do something now, and I think this next election is very critical uh, to making that happen. Absolutely. I think uh, I think that that's one of the reasons why the film is so powerful is that it really just goes by the facts. And not only that, but you take their you take their own words and you take their own clips. I have a clip right here um, I'm going to play right now of Alberto Gonzalez. Um, death. Yes, above above the, above the Senate, um, commission, <laughs> and uh, he's asked a question and he answers it. Um, so listen to this, folks. This is really interesting and, and sad. On January 8, 2007, during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez, when questioned by Senator Arlen Specter, made this self-revealing comment about the U.S. Constitution. The fact that the Constitution, again, there is no express grant of habeas in the Constitution. There's a prohibition against taking it away. But uh, there's, it's never been the case. I'm not aware of a Supreme Court. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Constitution says you can't take it away? Except in case of rebellion or invasion, doesn't that mean you have the right of habeas? I made by the, unless there's an invasion or rebellion. I meant by that comment, the Constitution doesn't say every individual in the United States or every citizen is hereby granted or assured the, the right to habeas. It doesn't say that. It simply says the right of habeas corpus should not, should not be suspended except by... You may be treading on your interdiction and violating common sense. That's Shut just up. one example. Shut up. Shut up. You shut up! You shut up! Alberto Gonzalez, it's, it's great, and I think the one the one thing you take from this film is that someone who's new to 
I guess what's going on, for lack of a better term there, is that most people have no idea who Alberto Gonzalez really is. Mm-hmm. They have no idea that but he then exists. They, then they watch this film and they see how uh, how powerful of a character this is. Sure. And then they look at themselves and they say, oh, there's here's little old me. And what he said doesn't make it lick of sense it just doesn't make any sense and i'm not the smartest person in the world so it really brings that that real sense well yeah and just just the way these politicians talk and the way they try to use the english language and william i want to get your thoughts on this and we talk about the chertoff thing where you know personal your, your, your fingerprints are not your personal data because they're everywhere the way that they manipulate the language and thought and the thought process really is diabolical but you got to at least give them the credit that it's effective i mean they, they've obviously got most if not uh i guess 70 percent of this country if not more duped william your thoughts yeah, I totally agree. Um, with the whole uh, Alberto Gonzalez thing, you know, you have to remember that um, <laughs> with him in charge of the, um, um, you know, the Justice Department, uh, they had kind of a different theory on how you should write your laws and the type of laws that they wanted. And it wasn't one of how do we write this law within the United States Constitution. It's how do we write this law around the United States Constitution. We've seen this over and over and over again, you know, bill after bill that are trying to work themselves around the U.S. Constitution and end up subverting the very liberties that they're trying to protect, that we're told that they're supposed to protect. Right, and they, and, they, and they also use uh, words like the Patriot Act, when, of course, there's nothing less patriotic, you know? So the, what they use and the words they use... Um, with these bills, it's just on, 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 it's, yeah, it's like a, it really is like a mask, if nothing else. And people say, "Oh, it's the Patriot Act," and then when someone comes out and says, "Oh, it's unpatriotic," you know, they're they're deemed a conspiracy now because again, people believe their government and they think they, sh- they should worship their government at every you know every turn. And this is a this is a perfect example of what you have here. You have somebody trying to circumvent the Constitution. Constitution, if you look at it and study it, is a document that makes so much sense. It's the most successfully written uh, doc- Constitution in the world that. Uh, in yeah. terms of you know a successful government and a successful country, sure. um, it's an incredibly uh, sensical document. So when you see somebody out there and you see them trying to circumvent it, you take a look at Alberto Gonzalez and you see you, you say there's no way for this guy to make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. So when you look at the Constitution, it makes sense. But then when you see somebody trying to circumvent it, it they they absolutely look like fools. Yeah, and, and you know certainly uh, Alberto Gonzalez is nothing compared to Donald Rumsfeld. I mean. That guy has his own language in and of itself. And the problem is, I mean, granted, Russell's not the Secretary of Defense anymore, but these people are in charge. Bush can't speak at all. Rumsfeld talks a different language. And Alberto Gonzalez, uh, you know, calls blue red and red blue and all this other stuff. And smirks while he does. And he smirks. And it's just like he has got no shame. And you you have to, it begs the question for me, is that, wow, what are these people really trying to accomplish? This this guy does not sound like he gives a damn about patriotism or America. Uh, Plenty more uh, to talk about about and your phone calls uh, when we get back stay tuned folks William Lewis on the farm we shall return I'll be right back don't you go dying on me
Of the 3 million plus edible food plants that grow on earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powder, seeds, and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset, so try it today. Store it today and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. This is Jack Blood of the syndicated radio talk show Deadline Live with a very important public service announcement. Most analysts and pundits agree that a preemptive and possibly a nuclear attack on Iran will take place within the next several weeks. This must be stopped. With a majority of Americans and peoples of the world against another major war, the need for a new 9-11 or a Gulf of Tonkin exists and may be executed by the military-industrial complex. The 9-11 Truth Movement has responded with a direct counter-operation entitled The Week of Truth. The Week of Truth was initiated by the most influential leaders, personalities, researchers, and activists in the 9-11 Truth Movement today. The award-winning actor Daniel Sinjata has accurately described the Week of Truth as a tipping point for the entire truth movement. We must alert the public now to the truth of 9-11 and the realities of false flag terrorism or pay the consequences. We must have your help to circumnavigate the mass media blockade for truth and information. Support this unilateral effort. Go to www.weekoftruth.org. That's www.weekoftruth.org right now and get started. Failure is not an option. The freedom message waking up people everywhere. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with William Lewis, the writer and producer of Washington, You're Fired, a great new documentary exposing government corruption and loss of freedoms. William, um, one of the things that really did it for me in this movie, one of the things I really enjoyed, other than the fact that it's well done and it does document a lot of things going on very well, is that you also include ways to act, things that you can do as the as the viewer, I, I guess if you will, really as the American. And one of the things, at least uh, regarding the Patriot Act, 
was to go to BORDC, the Bill of Rights Defense Committee, online, and you could actually locate your state, your county, and really, more importantly, the person in charge of the Patriot Act legislation. And I think, I think with these movies, it's so important. I mean, even though, you know, Aaron Russo, we talk about freedom to fascism, and at the end of the movie, there's kind of a, I guess, a montage about, you know, get up, you know, go outside, this and this and that, and talk to your neighbor. But I think it was really good, and I'm glad that you did that, William, to actually give people the resources and the tools to go and and contact your congressman, contact your congresswoman, and actually, you know, start a radio show, that type of thing. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's about um, you taking charge of uh, your own governmental affairs. Um, it, you know, it starts with voting, and we obviously encourage everyone in the documentary to go out and vote, but it mm-hmm. doesn't stop there. Um, <laughs> you know, the bottom line is, if you're not willing to run for office, then we are doomed to the same type of politics and the same type of people that are, you know, that fill those seats in Congress right now. We need 435 people like you and me who know the difference between right and wrong, who don't have any money to lose, who don't have corporate interests, who are willing to go up there and actually represent the people that send them there to do it in the first place. Right. It's not enough to sit here. And even even our little show here, I mean, we love doing the show. We love hearing from people. It's not enough just to talk with, you know, amongst ourselves in our own little community because then, you know, then we're, then we're called some kind of cult or something like that. But no, it's it's not enough to, it's not enough for me, Ben, and Pyeth, and you to agree on something. We have to take certain actions to get the word out there and encourage people. And, and just in and of itself, that one fact that, hey, you know, guess what? You can run for office. So you don't have to be a corrupt politician that likes to hire strippers and hookers. You can actually do it yourself uh, because this is your government you know people i try to you know to pound this fact into people's heads uh whether it's my family my friends people i don't know this is not their government it's yours you don't have authorities this government's there to protect and serve you and uh people don't even know that idea so you know william it's 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 a great film and i think you know you bring up so many good issues and i'm going to try to pass this film on to as many people as i possibly can and is uh my understanding is that you can only get it in one place right now TakeBackWashington.com. Is there anywhere anywhere else you want to recommend people buy the film? That's a great place to go get it because uh, you know there's a lot of our uh, material up there for you know supporting what we're talking about, which is taking back our government. Uh, so we you know uh, provide that resource, and uh, you know it's not necessarily just a, a place to go get a video. Um, in fact, we'd love for people to uh, help us kind of spread that around. It's a relatively new site, but, uh, you know, any support that we can get from people out there who will uh, contribute news stories is great. Also, we, you know, we accept editorial pieces. Um, You can send your articles, you know, go to the website and look at the place where you submit your articles. But, um, you know, everybody's uh, encouraged to participate. It is a, it's a website by and for the people. You know, it's, it's run by us. It's run by Everybody. So, you know, we encourage people to go there and get it. Uh, but, on the other hand, next week, uh, the 21st, if you want to, uh, you know, check your TV guide just to make sure, because I believe it's Central Time, but starting at 8.20 on Free Speech TV, you're going to be able to, to watch back-to-back Washington, You're Fired, and Beyond Treason all night long. So, really? Okay. <laughs> Plan your parties around it. Um, know. You know, we, we want we want people to hold a get together at their home where they can watch these movies and have a discussion. You can do it with the TV program, or you can do it with the DVD. 
but the idea is to get a a consensus and a group together, you know, a, a group of like-minded people. Right. And we want you to elect your president and elect your vice president and get yourself a treasurer and, you know, begin your begin your campaign. It's you know the, the politics that we're talking about is is going to be local. You know, I'm not telling everybody to run out go go be governor right this very second. Um, you, you've got to start someplace. We're telling people how to do that. We want them to start with their local city council, and you know, get a taste for it. Uh, you may only have you may only have one person in your group who's actually willing to do something like that. It's not easy to get somebody to go into politics, but we have to do it. Well, it definitely is suicide um, <laughs> to, to run for office. I'm thinking out of Ben. What do you think, Ben and Tony? What do you, that might be a good ticket. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Well, Hi. William, one of the things that I love about your film is that you really get into that. My contract will be to kill the whole lot of you and burn your turn to cinders. <laughs> William, one of the things I love about your film is that it really gets into the nitty-gritty. Uh, you, you list laws, you uh, list a definition of laws, then you take the words inside those laws and, and give the dictionary definition. Um, I have I have a clip right here listing the executive orders. We played this uh, Tuesday on our show, but this was one of the things that really astounded me when I first woke up. These executive orders, not passed necessarily by uh, Bush and Co., but uh, beforehand. beforehand. So, so here it is, and this is this is really surprising if you've never if you've never heard this before. Over 10,000 people chose to remain in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina struck. Their choice to stay was due primarily to the fact that large sections of the city were never completely flooded or never flooded at all. Not to mention that many of these people were born in Louisiana. These were their family homes. People with food, water, and the ability to sustain themselves chose to remain in their homes until the crisis had subsided. But for those people, the real crisis would come from their own government. And if you think that these violations of civil liberties in the United States were illegal, think again. Executive Order 10990 allows the government to take over all modes of transportation and control the highways and seaports. 10995 allows the government to seize and control the communications media. 10997 allows the government to take over all electrical power, gas, petroleum, fuels, and minerals. 10998 allows the government to seize all means of transportation, including personal cars, trucks, or vehicles of any kind. 10999 allows the government to take over all food resources and farms. Executive Order 11,000 allows the government to mobilize civilians into work brigades under government supervision. 11,001 allows the government to take over all health, education, and welfare functions. 11,002 designates the Postmaster General to operate a national registration of all persons. 11,003 allows the government to take over all airports and aircraft, including commercial aircraft. 11,004 allows the Housing and Finance Authority to relocate communities, build new housing with public funds, and designate areas to be abandoned. 11,005 allows the government to take over railroads, inland waterways, and public storage facilities. 11,921 gives the Federal Emergency Preparedness Agency the authority to take over all banking institutions in the United States. William, what were what was your reaction when you first saw those executive orders? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I first saw a lot of those executive orders 
uh, eight or nine years ago when I first started researching this. Uh, I wanted to get them in One Nation Under Siege. It just simply didn't work out. But, uh, you know, there was no way I was going to make this one and not include them. So uh, my, my, I guess my first reaction was disbelief. Uh, you have to remember, you know, nine years ago I was just coming into this. So I didn't understand I didn't understand what all of these could could actually add up to if you take into account the past seven years of really bad terror-related spy bills that you know have been passed by Democrats and Republicans alike, unfortunately. But uh, you know, put, putting those into perspective with these executive orders now, it's very frightening. I mean, we we literally have a blueprint in place, reinforced by new legislation that can spell, uh, you know, a police state takeover of the United States overnight. It's chilling, William. And we're going to be talking some more to uh, William Lewis, writer and director, producer of Washington, You're Fired. When we get right back, folks, you are on the farm. Oh, no! We're all doomed! Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-M-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece, or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks, or a military fuel can for only $16. And a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36, or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Coco Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. 
Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. So many hard-hitting uh, political documentaries out there, but William Lewis is definitely stand-up above the rest. Uh, author, writer, producer of many a film. Washington, You're Fired is the newest, the latest. He also did One Nation Underseas, 9-11 Ripple Effect, Beyond Treason, and 9-11 In Plain Sight. William, I want to ask you about Executive Order 10995, where the government has control of all the media. They could seize control of all the media. Um, we saw that FEMA in their latest uh, blunder uh, posed a, a fake news conference. Is that the executive order that they used? Honestly, I don't know. Um, the, you know the, the type of things that we're talking about here, I'll give you an example. Uh, shortwave radio. Many people don't realize that shortwave is actually owned by the military. All right, um, They can take back those channels at any time. They're their frequencies. They belong to them. So in a, uh, you know, in a state of emergency, I would think that'd probably be one of the first things that you'd want to do. You know, we're not just talking about your regular TV and your regular radio stations. People who get their news, their alternative news from shortwave radio would just be, I mean, really totally cut off. And, uh, you know, I'm sure this will affect the Internet, email, phones, everything. What? Scared to think about that. We, we, we were t- <laughs> here. We hear Pi. We were talking about that, and you know, and we. I guess it was. I think it was Pi who brought it up, and just an idea. I don't want to get too much into 9/11, of course, because you could talk about that for ages. But um, when the BBC reported that Building Seven had fallen before it had fallen, we were thinking about you know, because how? Just think about how could this happen if if the media is not all together, and how how could they report that a building fell before it did? And the pictures right behind the woman. We were thinking that perhaps this order, this executive order, could have maybe had something to do with it. FEMA was controlling the media, knowing this event was going to happen. And again, we're going down the rabbit hole here, folks, but. Is it is it inconceivable to think that that might have been a part of the blunder? Maybe that's why the blunder actually happened, because media, FEMA already had given out the directive, yes, well, seven's coming down, because they knew it was coming down. We know explosives were in the building, at least. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's troubling to think about all these executive orders and try to, trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. And uh, one other bill that really scares the absolute hell out of me, William, is, of course, H.R. 1955 and H.R. 1959. Uh, I don't know how much worse it can get other than criminalizing thought, especially when they name it the Violent Radicalization and Homegrown Terrorism Prevention Act of 2007. As many of you know, it passed in the House overwhelmingly back in October. But, I mean, folks, I mean, everybody knows what this is, but I'll just give a, a quick thing. It's it, The idea here is that you are, you know, not me, uh, the government is going to be able to criminalize thought. Uh, and it really goes down, and specifically in the bill, there's there's words such as, you know, trying to persuade public opinion about, about you know, about uh, political leaders and about government. So, uh, William, if they ever pass this bill, I mean, our show is the, is the least of the worries, but 
you know, if they could pass this bill, then they could basically call anyone who disagrees with the government and shows any dissent whatsoever a terrorist. Isn't that correct? Yes, it is. Um, and, you know, the frightening, I guess, the more frightening thing about this is how broadly they define some of these things. Right. Um, you know, their definition of force, this goes to some of the things that you were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, when you pick that apart, you begin to define the word force that they're talking about in their definition. Now, they're, the way they use it is, um, in the bill they say that homegrown terrorism is a term meaning the use, planned use, or threatened use of force or violence by a group or individual. So, you know, you get uh, an individual out there who maybe you plan to jump over the, uh, the fence, the, you know, the police blockade or whatever, you know, that that's certainly force. But that's not necessarily the extent of it. Um, they're talking about the capacity to do work or cause physical change. They're talking about intellectual power and vigor. They're talking about the capacity for affecting and influencing or persuading someone. So now if you're out there and you're influencing or persuading someone, maybe you're a college professor or maybe you're just me, you know, maybe you're just you on your radio program saying the wrong thing, um, they will be able to, under this bill, label you as a homegrown terrorist. And then a whole new set of laws apply to you and basically, you know, you just don't have your your bill of rights anymore you become a uh, an enemy combatant and you can be disappeared you can be whatever um it's quite scary actually because uh we've seen this happen before in other countries and you know <laughs> if we don't pay attention to history people um i know you've heard this before that we're doomed to repeat it but it's we're going to hit it hard here guys um the american people have simply got to wake up this documentary is a tool for making that happen it was designed specifically to go into people's living rooms and, you know, people who have never heard these things before or maybe you've heard one or two things but you've never seen it laid out. Well, you know, this is a, a huge wake-up call for people. And, we, you know, as we talked about before, we don't just throw all of this stuff in your lap. We actually want to present you with ways to affect a change. That's what this documentary is about, is changing our government. And, you know, we all have to participate in order to do it. That's why we, you know, this is so important to get this word out to people about your civil liberties, about your rights in this country, because, you know, the next catastrophe, emergency, or self-proclaimed, you know, <laughs> emergency comes along, um, this it's, it's not going to look very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah. Right yeah. now, well, <laughs> I, uh, I hear you. I think I think you know the the one thing you're touching upon too, which is important, is that you know we all like watching our little conspiracy videos as they're dubbed on all the advertisements, and I and I like watching as many. Di I'm, I'm a very big fan of film and video, and I like I like watching uh, you know films and videos. Just to me, it's a it's a great way for me to learn. I just I, I guess I learn visually better than reading something. But I like to play. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing too, and like I said before, William, is that it's so important that in this documentary, I think the the first thing that's great about it is that it's not intrusive. Some documentaries are kind of out there to, I guess, a lot of ways to scare you. And I think, you know, scaring people, scare tactics is an effective way to teach. But this movie, and like you, yeah, well, like you, <laughs> like you introduced it, William, it's, it's more about, hey, well, this is the fact of the matter. And uh, again, folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to William Lewis, a new documentary called Washington, You're Fired. And you can go and check it out and buy it at TakeBackWashington.com. That's TakeBackWashington.com. 
So, you know, William, it's, it's, it's such an important way to get people involved. And, I, and a lot of times when I have given someone a video that, let's say, falls into the scare tactic category, Ben, mm-hmm. you know, I try to give them another one and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to watch it because a lot of people don't want to know what's going on. I mean, yeah. and they, and they honestly say that and I can't blame them, but they're like, look, I don't want to sit there on a Saturday and watch, you know, what's going on because they know how bad things are, but they, you know, I, I guess it's, well, you know why they don't want to watch those documentaries? It's because they don't know what to do and they feel helpless. I mean, right. you know, you watch this stuff all day long and what are you going to do? I mean, uh, great, we've got a martial law police state building up around us and what are we going to do about it? Well, <laughs> you know, this is a great documentary for teaching those people, giving those people the tools that they need to be able to do their own research, elect their own candidates who have, you know, credentials and records that actually back up their claim to support the United States Constitution, which is what this is all about. This is about taking back our Bill of Rights and restoring or rescuing our Constitution. Yeah, this film is indeed a tool. Um, I was saying the other day, I've, I've, I've taken my girlfriend and I've tied her to chairs and I've opened her <laughs> eyelids and I've made her watch many, many movies. And she's, she's joking, folks. She's, <laughs> she's always been, she's always been very fascinated uh, by by the documentaries. But she she said to me on my way driving down here that this was the best one she had ever watched with me, and I think it was because uh, the way you broke things down, you picked the most poignant points. Uh, and then you, you, you laid the laws down, you put the laws on the screen, then you bro- broke out the dictionary and, and put out, uh, uh, the, the worst case scenarios that they could try to use these laws against us. And that's, that's just an effective tool. And yeah, absolutely. And, and then the other thing too, and like William said, to open up, it's just, this is about, it's just matter of fact. It's not, you know, it's not giving theories as to why or where or what happened or what's going to happen. It says, look, folks, whether you like it or not, this is what is in the legislation. This is the, the these are the bills that have passed. And this is what's going on. And I think, you know, I, I hate to admit that, yes, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. I hate to admit that that's true, but it is going to happen. And it's happened time and time again. And I, how people still have not learned how governments have taken their people for granted and have taken over their countries and have abused their people. They have not learned yet because a lot of people in this country refuse to believe it. And whether it's because of belief system or, like you said, William, whether it's because people just don't know what to do, which is which goes back to what we were talking to Jeffrey Humphrey about. It's like, guys, where's the self-defense mechanism? What ha- What's happened to our instinct in this country? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have to go out and hurt people and, and violently take back our country, but no, there's ways to do it. And like the film says, folks, get involved. You know, you are the government. The government is not the superpower. You, you know, you are the government. They're there to serve you, and you are a part of it. So there's no better person to represent the people than you, because yeah. you are the people. Absolutely. So you know, the, it, I think it's it's breaking a lot of ice, William. And I think it's a very effective film. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna take some phone calls when we get back. So um, once again, William Lewis, Washington, you're fired. Go to takebackwashington.com, and plenty more to come on the Animal Farm. Stay tuned. Unless someone like... This is Steve Shank, J. Michael Stevens Group. Let's get real. Flour is already being rationed. Prices on food are getting so high, warehouses are installing security systems and guards. You can expect soon to see criminal activity in food. We're all in a foot race as to whether the food will become so expensive we can't afford it, or there will be no food at any price. We can't grow enough of our own food, even with genetically altered trash. It will give you the opportunity to eat perfectly engineered food. 
they think God didn't get it right, so Monsanto had to step in. If you think it's a little bit crazy to put in a supply of food, it's okay. We won't tell. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. That's 800-409-5633. It may be a little bit crazy. That's okay. Because there is no such thing as a little bit dead. This is Jack Blood of the syndicated radio talk show Deadline Live with a very important public service announcement. Most analysts and pundits agree that a preemptive and possibly a nuclear attack on Iran will take place within the next several weeks. This must be stopped. With a majority of Americans and peoples of the world against another major war, the need for a new 9-11 or a Gulf of Tonkin exists and may be executed by the military-industrial complex. The 9-11 Truth Movement has responded with a direct counter-operation entitled The Week of Truth. The Week of Truth was initiated by the most influential leaders, personalities, researchers, and activists in the 9-11 Truth Movement today. The award-winning actor Daniel Sinjata has accurately described the Week of Truth as a tipping point for the entire Truth Movement. We must alert the public now to the truth of 9-11 and the realities of false flag terrorism or pay the consequences. We must have your help to circumnavigate the mass media blockade for truth and information. Support this unilateral effort. Go to www.weekoftruth.org. That's www.weekoftruth.org right now and get started. Failure is not an option. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Angeli, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We the People Radio Network. The right to bear arms, to believe your religion, or to not believe any religion at all, to say what you want, uh, these rights get people fired up, no matter what side of a debate they're on. Is not habeas corpus essential to all of them? You don't have that, no matter what the Second Amendment says? That's right. Actually, habeas corpus, uh, you those all those rights are meaningless, because it's habeas corpus that allows you to get to a court who can hear your complaint. Step by step by step. You start off with little steps. Each thing that happens, you start to accept more and more. And if you look at history and you look at other countries, you see that. If you start off with Adolf Hitler, he didn't announce, you don't have any rights today it was you have rights but then there was a little erosion a little more a little more once some right a right has been eroded it makes it easier to go to the step second and third step and that's why i think it's important from the very beginning to resist it Step 
September the 11th for them was a bad day. For us, it was a change of attitude. The Military Commissions Act of 2006 is one of the most important pieces of legislation in the war on terror. Habeas corpus, it is the last line of defense against arbitrary executive power. The framers created a system where we did not have to rely on the good graces or good mood of the president. Military Commissions Act. It would perpetuate the indefinite detention of hundreds of individuals against whom the government has brought no charges and present no evidence without any recourse to justice whatsoever. It does violence to the Constitution. What the Congress did and what the President signed today essentially revokes over 200 years of American principles and values. Does this mean that under this law, ultimately the only thing keeping you, I, or the viewer out of Gitmo is the sanity and honesty of the President of the United States? It does. The Congress just gave the President despotic powers. And you could hear the yawn across the country as people turned to, you know, dancing with the stars. I mean, it, it, it's, it's otherworldly. The bill I signed... I know there's a reason why I hated that, t- that TV wow. show. <laughs> that was uh, a clip from Washington, You're Fired. And we do have the uh, writer-producer, William Lewis, on uh, the air with us. Um, and we are going to be taking your phone calls right here. We have Eric from California. Hey, guys. I, I didn't want to get on again. I was on earlier. But uh, you raised a question as to how they will take over media or communications in the event of martial law. And the answer is the Amber Alert system. Want to explain a little bit more about that, Eric? Well, they, they, put, uh, they put that into all the uh, radio broadcasting booths or whatever, and uh, television broadcasts. You know, when there's an Amber Alert, there's something that goes across your television, and there's also something that comes over every each and every radio station in the area, whatever area they want. I'm sure they could do it all at once, too. This is one more thing, too, Eric, that, you know, in a government that is non-corrupt, in a government that does serve the people, the Amber Alert, can, I think, can be used for a lot of good. You know, if you want to let a lot of people know about one thing at one time, everybody's watching TV or listening to the radio for one uh, one time or another. But, yeah, you know, again, it, it comes down to who's in control of these services and uh, who's manipulating the media at this point. So, William, your thoughts on that? Anything else to add? No, I think he makes a good point, but uh, the same thing could be true with the... Uh you know, the emergency broadcast systems that we've had for the past, I don't know, what, 50 years. Uh, you know, there's there's all sorts of ways that they could do this. And I'm sure I'm not sure that they're just going to come on and announce all of a sudden, hey, by the way, we're under martial law, guys. You know, putting <laughs> uh, your hand yeah. done. You know, everybody report to the whatever. You know, I just don't think that it's going to happen that way. Um, you know, this is it's, it's incrementalism, guys. Uh, first, it's, you know, it's one tank on a street corner, then it's troops down the street, and, you know, it grows from there. Um, it's not something that you're actually going to see announced, right? That's why that that's why that clip about Hitler is so important, and that's why people need to understand that you know Hitler didn't just declare you know uh, in one day that you know you have no rights. It takes time, and and we've seen this uh, complete decline of the Bill of Rights and Constitution over the time. And then we talk about one nine five five HR one nine five five, and I mean the First Amendment just gets completely destroyed, burnt, and electrocuted. Yeah.
Total, complete, absolute <laughs> annihilation. It is. I mean, it is. I mean, I don't understand how I can show that, especially that bill, to people, and they still shrug it off, and they have the yawning effect. And I can't believe it. I explain to other people out there who have, I guess, you know, again, not yet woken up, and, and tell them that I can be criminalized. If this bill passes, then I can be considered a terrorist. Uh, just from what I'm telling people on the air, you know, twice a week, and they seem to shrug it off like, well, whatever. You know, I don't know what to tell you because no one has any idea of what's going on or what to do. Like, well, you know, like I says. hope you're kidding. Well, yeah. William, you know, uh, what would you say to people out there that would say, you know, if you're not if you're not really breaking the law, then what do you have to worry about? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about breaking the law. I'm worried about the laws that we have that are breaking the Constitution. All right. I mean, that's that's where our, the crux of my argument is. I could care less what laws they pass that give them the ability to remove my civil liberties. I'm telling you that our rights are unalienable. They can't be taken away. The Founding Fathers talked about this a lot. All right, this is not something new. Um, your, your rights are yours at birth by the very virtue of you being born. Right. That's all you have to do to have these rights is just to be born. And I don't think they were talking about just United States citizens. I think the Founding Fathers were talking about everybody in the world. Everyone in the world who's born is born with these unalienable rights just because they don't have a constitution that says they have them doesn't mean that they don't have them same thing with us just because they take away our constitution and, and write bills that make it void it doesn't mean we don't have those rights yeah one of the things i loved about the film william is that you know it really did get into a right and wrong situation you talked about torture a lot in the film um you know what you know what, and, and and also when you get into the Constitution too, and you and you talk about uh, <laughs> people oh people getting a, you know everybody being protected in the Constitution against torture, uh, I, th I felt that that was a very very prevalent issue that's uh, that's happening in this country. We, we seem to be desensitized towards torture now, where where the language is changing towards waterboarding. Waterboarding's not torture, um, and and things of that methodology. God, I love freedom. Yeah, and don't don't let's let's forget to blame, or at least include in this conversation with the torture and the, like you said, Ben, the numbing of torture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of 24, the television show. I've never actually seen more than one or two episodes, but I know people. Have, it's a cult following. I know it's a fantastic show from what I hear. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, all of a sudden this Jack Bauer type mentality to the people that are really easily manipulable. It, it's just one more way to, I guess, get. Um, at least for the government to get their way. I'm not blaming it on 24. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong here, William. But it's just the more and more you, you have this TV population, and everything that the, these people have learned has come from this friggin' television, and like uh, like in that movie Network. Um, well, you, like do, say, you, you see it with uh, they use the Patriot Act on a lot of programs now. You know, right right as the cop is sneaking into the person's backyard, and they're about to lift up the window or break the window and just go in. You know, they mentioned something about Homeland Security or the USA Patriot Act. I mean, how many times have we seen that type of brainwashing used? And they're using it on, like you said, I mean, this is, you know, cop shows and, um, you know, CSI and programs like that that are very popular that influence a lot of people. Uh, and speaking of, of programs that influence a lot of people, I wonder if I could put out a call to your to your listeners to sure. do, so, do something very easy here. Um, we have an opportunity to go on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. They told us that they have the video, but they don't know what to do with it. 
Um, <laughs> well, I know what they need to do with it. Obviously, yes. they need to watch it. Okay, right. they need to watch it and, and figure out that this is important and they need to feature it on the program. If I could give your, your listeners this phone number. Um, sure, go ahead. It's, it's 212-767-8600. The lady's name is Hillary Kuhn. All right. Spell the, spell the last name. Spell the last name. Uh, K U N. Okay. Hillary Kuhn, two one two seven six seven eighty six hundred. If just everybody out there listening to the program would call in and ask them to talk about Washington, you're fired. I feel like they'd probably break and do it, and it's an opportunity for us to be able to get this out to a huge audience. People, I mean, you want to affect a, a change. You want to see a grassroots movement turn into a countrywide movement. Uh, this is the way to do it. Yeah, well, so, folks, there you, you know, go. I mean, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to pick up your phone. There you go. Two one two seven six seven eighty six hundred. Hillary Kuhn, K U N, is the person to contact. Oh man, my my hey, mouth man. is is salivating. Hey, of, of, well, of I mean, getting on the Daily Show, William. My opinion here, uh, and I'm sure Ben, I'm sure you agree. I think you agree, and I'm sure William, you'd agree too. Is uh, media, and we've just established and proved basically how effective media is in this country. And if we could ever figure out a way to legally turn the tides and use the media against the military industrial complex, the establishment, the New World Order, whatever you want to call it, uh, we could turn this country around in, in less than a day. I mean, if, if you can get five of the major news outlets uh, talking about real issues and stop worrying about Hillary Clinton and taking shots at some party, we could turn this country around so fast and get back to uh, at least a, you know some area of consciousness. But, William, uh, one more... Thank you, Pat. One more movie that I wanted to talk about is The Departed. And, and in The Departed, Alec Baldwin, I guess he's a very liberal person in real life, uh, he talks about the Patriot Act and uh, how it's being used, and he was all happy about it. But, yeah, it, it's all over the place, and people are learning about it in movies and shows. And even uh, even Battlestar Galactica. So anywhere, last minutes, we're actually out of time here, Ben. No, I just want to thank you, William, for coming on the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for letting me come thank on you. and jabber about this. Absolutely. No, William, thank you. It's a great film. Once again, for TakeBackWashington.com, uh, Washington, you're fired, is the movie. William Lewis and 212-767-8600 is the number to get this uh, film on The Daily Show. So thanks uh, for the callers. Thank you so much, William. And we will talk to everybody on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.